Hello everyone, this is Alex Burr here. I just want to let you guys know that this was this episode was recorded a while ago. Um, this is coming out on September 16th. This was recorded in July sometime. I can't even remember the date, to be honest with you. But um, there were some things that hadn't happened yet, obviously. Um, <laughs> some members... I don't even know if any jazz members... I have to look at my list real quick. Um, some members of the jazz were still on the jazz at this point. I think Rudy Gobert had just been traded. Um... I think Donovan Mitchell was definitely still rumored to be going to the Knicks. There was a lot of stuff that hadn't changed yet. Um, but this was a great episode. The, end, the episode ended abruptly, so you'll be hearing from me at the end of this episode. So make sure you check it out and let us know what you think at Alex Burfour for my opinions, at JDBBM22 for supporting him rocking me. And <laughs> thank you so much for listening and let us know what you think. to another edition of the Running Hooks Basketball Power Hour. I'm Alex Burr, joined once again by one of my dearest friends in the whole world, J.D. Hall. J.D., no curveball this week. I think this one could be long. I think it could be short. We're doing we're doing a little bit different this year. It's our top 100 pod. But, but J.D., um, slow news time in the NBA. Um, <laughs> How, how just how are you doing in general? Like tell the people, tell the folks how you're doing. Um, just in general, how's you know how's things? Uh, I'm 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 taking it a day at a time. Anybody that uh, if they listen to my podcast, if listen to the grief episode, and they uh, understand what I, how I'm feeling. But uh, outside of that, I'm cool, man. I'm. I'm fine. I'm kind of really just, I think, falling in love with creativity again. Trying to get back into uh, not even the making of everything, but just the idea aspects. I've been falling in love with all my ideas lately and kind of putting things together to formulate better uh, results for when I actually do start putting the work back in. That's that's beautiful. Um, and that's why we came up with a new idea for the top 100 this year. So in case you didn't notice last year, we had a completely different co-host when we did the top 100. He also did a top 100. Dylan did this year. I thought it would be more if we changed it up a little bit and had two people roast me and maybe at a third for the top 25. We'll see. I want to see if we can't get Bryce for that top 25. Um, this episode won't be going out for a little while. I don't know when a little while will be, but the point being is that Kevin Durant might be traded by the time this series goes up. We won't probably talk about it. Like we probably won't affect (laughs) my top 100. DeAndre Ayton finally signed and is back with the Suns. It still didn't affect my top. He didn't move. 
up or down, he didn't move <laughs> because of his signing. Colin Sexton has not signed yet. He will not be affected. His place in the top 100 will not be affected by where he goes. I believe in Colin Sexton very much. I have Colin Sexton a lot higher than a lot of people will have Colin Sexton. Um, JD, you've seen the first 25 already. I wanted you to kind of get shocked by it. Are, <laughs> how excited are you to rip me to shreds? Um, I'll tell you, I got a lot of questions already. I can't I absolutely cannot wait. I I just can't wait. But let's you wanted to start with some guys that I left off from last year. Yeah. I I need to say I left off um Miles Bridges for reasons I probably don't need to tell you why. He's probably not gonna play basketball for the near future. Um that's probably our only newsworthy thing, and that probably won't change by the time this comes out. Miles Bridges could face up to 11 years in prison. Um, we don't know. Obviously, he hasn't even been taken a trial. The trial hasn't even isn't even close to starting yet. So we don't even know what's going on there. But he, I, for obvious reasons, JD Miles Bridges off the top yeah, of the this year. I understand. The other guy, um, a guy that was hard to take off. Um, Kevin Herter was the 100th player last year. But I was like, he was on the borderline again for me. He got the conference finals bump, you know, like where (laughs) he was real. I thought he was really good for them, but I don't know. He just, it just didn't feel like he got better this year. Yeah. Another guy that was on the list last year, a guy that kills me to leave off was Mike Conley. Mike Conley was at 64 on my last iteration of the list. I believe I had him in the top 50 um, last year. Mike Conley, JD, I think he might have fallen off. Man, Mike Conley, wanna, I wouldn't even uh, breathe his name for this season. I mean, and JD, you know how much that hurts me because Mike Conley is probably what? Since you know me, been one of my favorite players. Yeah, you always been how Conley. Been one of my favorite players since JD and I have known each other since 2016. And Conley's been really good for the majority of that time. I thought he was really good in 21, but you gotta call a spade a spade. Mike Conley was really not good last year. I, t- I told JD about these two. I'm gonna count him as one guy. Um I'm just going to go through a, a few of them just because Jake Crowder and Robert Covington really hurt my soul. <laughs> leave off because those two are two of my favorite role players in the whole league. They both are just like, I think those guys you want to have in your corner, but that doesn't mean you're one of the hundred best players. It also hurt to leave Thad Young off the list, especially with how good he was in Chicago last year. Um, doesn't change the fact that he was not one of the 100 best players this year. Another guy that I actually did not, it did not hurt to leave off was Tyler Hero. I think JD. Tyler Hero, not on him. I think Tyler Hero is the most overrated player in the league. I said this on one of the other podcasts. It's not out yet. I think Tyler Hero. Oh, wait, no, it is out yet. It is out because I was talking about Donovan Mitchell trades. I think Tyler Hero is the most overrated player in the league, JD. I don't know what it is. Okay, I'll give you that. 
I, but he's not all here. He's not. No, I don't. I think I'd rather have all the like scorers I have over him, over him. Jeez. I just don't feel like. I just feel like he's Jamal Crawford, right? And Jamal Crawford was really good. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not using that to insult Jamal Crawford. I just feel like the way they talk about Tyler Hero is they're talking about him like he's the next Booker. And, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far either, but come on. I, come he, on. It's just like he hasn't shown up. Like he's shown up like one time in the playoffs for one game in three years, bro. One game. Wait, one game in three years? One game. Okay. He showed up in that one game in the conference finals. That's it. If he's average. In the conference finals, he had a game versus the Lakers. A game, okay. Listen, I'm not going to act like he had a game this last last year before the injury. But here's the thing: he's gotten he got injured this year. Okay, fine, I'll grant that. But still, even even still, 22 percent from three in the playoffs. They needed scoring more than anything. Like, I kept bringing up forward depth, forward depth. P.J. Tucker was really good for them, right? P.J. Tucker did about as much as he could. You need more than 12.6 points a game out of your, like, supposed, you know, scorer of the future, Tyler Hero, for me. And I just didn't feel like he brought it, and that's why, you know, I have a guy like... Were him and Tyrese, him and Tyrese Maxey would have probably been teammates, I think, if my math is right. I think Maxey was. Yeah, I think they played a season together. Yeah, so that's why I would have had a guy like Maxey over him, a guy like Brunson over him. Simons, sure, you can quibble over, but I prefer Simons' game over Heroes personally, which is why. You know, it's a preference thing. But <laughs> JD, I just, I feel like Tyler Hero. I so I just feel like sometimes he lets the success get to his head. That may be true, but that don't mean that he's not better than some of these guys. I'd rather have if I'm trying to win a shit. Maybe okay. Maybe I'm going off of a different thing, but I I just don't know. Like it's hard because I definitely see the logic of having Tyler Hero be a top 100 player. That being said, I just. <laughs> it's hard because if he was better, I think they make the finals last year pretty easy. Pretty? He, he was hurt. I mean, he was playing. Like, did we see him really play many games in the conference final? I mean, versus, okay. versus Boston. When did he play? He did okay. He did miss the last three games, and he only played six minutes in Game Seven. I did yeah, forget he was hurt. But in Game, so they won Game One. He scored eighteen points, right? Pretty That's good. The game he got hurt. Well, Game Two, eleven points, five of eleven shooting. He played twenty three minutes. You know, you play. It was, it was one of those games he got hurt. Uh, I'm very confident it was one of those games. He if hurt. I have to guess, it was Game Three where he got hurt. But also, conspicuously, four for 15 from the field <laughs> in game three. Listen, he's a good player. I just think he's overrated at this point. 
It's fine. He, he may just, be overrated, but he better than a lot of these guys. I just that's the other thing. I feel like he's a one dimensional player. He scores and he doesn't do much else for me. Maybe he'll like grab a couple rebounds, but I don't know. Just I'm I'm not a hero guy personally. All right, all right can we but, all right. Say, all right. say the last name who you yes. left off so I can start ripping this into shreds. Okay. Russell Westbrook. And I'll do you want me to explain first or do you want to start ripping me? Go ahead and explain. So this one was hard. It broke my heart because I have defended Russell Westbrook to the death over the years. But everything kind of came to a head last year. And it's like he is in skill. He is definitely a top 100 player still. There's no doubt about it. But his inability to change his mindset is what kicked him off of the list. He was not willing to take a lesser role, right? And kudos to him, right? He was he was one of the healthiest players in the league last year in a league where nobody stayed healthy. Well, he played 76, 78 game. 78. You were you got it right on the second try. But he still didn't stop shooting threes. <laughs> he still didn't play defense. He still refused to set screens. And I mean, I know Russell Westbrook isn't ever going to be an off-ball player, but there's ways to make Russell Westbrook work off, like, and not have him be the primary ball handler 100% of the time. And he just refuses to do that, JD. And I just feel like I can't reward a guy like that for, and I know a lot of it isn't his fault, but at the same time, I just, I can't have Russ on my top 100. I just can't do it. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and rip me because I probably I I know I deserve it, but go ahead. All right. So, are we gonna break down? Uh, do you want to go and from your hundred to seventy six, and then I rip it into it? No, just go ahead and rip it now. Okay. So first of all, I could count. Let me see. Hero and Westbrook, even though they didn't have. Well, Westbrook did have a traditional season that we used to him having. He's better than last year alone. He probably had a better season than like 20 of these people. Easily 20. I'm going to I'm I'm say in, in my eyes. Don't name them yet, but go ahead and just name the number of guys you think. He actually, had a I'm season. not going to say 20, but I'll say 15. Do you want me to say the ones he didn't have a better season than? Well, don't say don't say any names, but just say if you think fifteen. Okay, so I'll say look. Better than everybody in the last from see, and then I don't even like the way some of this is. So I can't even say that yet. Him him he alone. Had a better season than like 15 people. Okay. Like, but Hero, you can legit argue that only three people on here, maybe four, maybe four, had a better season 
than Tyler Hero. Because we can bring up his playoffs, playoff woes that he had, but some of these people didn't even get to see the playoffs. So I'm not going to penalize him for getting hurt and not performing as well when some of them didn't even perform as well in the season to get to the playoffs. I'm not going to penalize some of them for playing in Sacramento and getting traded to Indiana. That gives one of them away. Tyler Hero was a huge reason why Miami was successful in the season to get the number one seed. We can't deny that. He was their second leading scorer. He he averaged 21-5-4. and 21-5-4 off the bench at that. Your hero points are all fair. If I had Hero on here, though, J.D., I'd still have had him in the 90s, just being honest. Yeah, and his numbers proved to be better than half half of this list, though. That's fair. I mean, would you agree? Okay, if I had Hero on it's, here... It's this somebody range, on this list. It's somebody on this list you have pretty high, and I think their games are very comparable to each other. That's, I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, there's a couple guys I think I know... But, he, but hero numbers, hero numbers was better than his. So here's my thing. Oh, your hero points are all fair. Would you say 76 to 100 would be a fair range for hero if he were on the list? It, it depends on who you have in 75 to 50. It's because there's some I, people I'm pretty sure I'd take him over before then. I mean, I'll ha- I'd have I'm gonna have to show you, but the 75 through 50 range is a lot. Like the guys are a lot more higher quality than this range. Yeah, but if some people in here, I don't think should be on this list. <laughs> I disagree. I just feel like these guys. With- it's it's two people on here that are better than that are better than. Okay. I hate that I got to bring this guy up. I hate it. But I got to bring this guy up. You got somebody I keep saying that's not a top five center. Higher than somebody that I consider a top five center. On this list. Who's that? DeAndre A. He's not better than somebody you have on this list. Are you saying Vooch? Yes. I don't agree. I know. I take Vooch 10 times. I've seen Vooch single-handedly walk Orlando to the playoffs. I saw Vooch have his worst game this past playoffs and still have better numbers than DeAndre Ayton. I mean. Vooch, Vooch is not. You, Boots can make his own shot. Boots can play back to the basket. Boots does not depend on his point guard or shooting guard to give him the ball every play for him to be a scoring threat without the athleticism. I'll say Boots, I think. Better might, passer. And think, we can compare the rebound numbers. I think Boots had better rebound numbers this year. I might be wrong. I may be wrong. I know Boots averaged 11 boards. I had him in fantasy. 
I didn't want Aiden though. Aiden had ten a game. My point. Give me, give give me Vooch. Vooch had eleven. And and it's somebody else that's not on this list that I see that I don't know if you have them over Vooch. But you can argue with me that, and I'll go back and forth with you. But I I will ask about him later. Okay. Well, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get started on the list. Um, Let's go ahead and start with number 100. I think we should just, since I'm the only person listing the players, we should just go through individually. I'll ask you, too high, too low, or just right? I think that's probably the best way to go about this. What do you think, J.D.? I, I I could I could do that. Okay, so at number one hundred, I had Herb Jones. I watched him this whole year, and I'm just like, there's no way this dude's not a top one hundred player. Is he too high, too low, or just right? Too high. Too high. Okay, I definitely. And I like I like Herb Jones. You know, I'm a big fan of Herb Jones, but he didn't have a better season than Tyler Hero, and I take Russell Westbrook over him as a player too. Okay, okay. So actually, I wanted to get back one more thing on Russell Westbrook because your hero points, I will say your hero points are very fair. I. 1977. Uh, nobody on this list put up those numbers. I, I don't. Let me say, I don't disagree with your hero points, or I think your hero points are very logical. I don't agree with them necessarily, but I don't disagree with the logic you used to get there. Now, the Westbrook thing. <laughs> The Westbrook thing is different. JD, I think you and I have both agreed on this, even when Russell Westbrook was, what, a top five player in the league? Yeah. When Russ is bad, he's he's atrocious. And let's be frank here, JD, he spent the majority of this last Lakers season, like it or not, being atrocious. But... I understand. Like, it's a but to that AP. What's the well? Let me hear the but. It wasn't all on Westbrook. I understand, but you gotta. He's he did not make it easier on himself. Is the problem? Yeah, but still, he put up nineteen seventy seven while playing trash. You can expect nineteen seventy seven, and he, this was his worst season. If you tell me. I'll say this. I'm going to bring up my point guard. And I'll tell you how great we'll be if he averaged 1977. If Lonzo Ball averages 1977 for the Bulls next season, the Bulls number one seed. But it's a different context, though. And Russ... This is, like, this is it's the problem. It's the problem with Russ, right? It's all mental. Lonzo wouldn't ever force himself. To, like Lonzo wouldn't ever have the ball that much to average that kind of scoring output. Let alone, I think he could get to seven assists a game pretty easy, especially with how much scoring easy. talent the Bulls have. And I have Lonzo pretty close to the top sixty. I'll say that. I have him in a good spot. I was really impressed. Even though he was hurt a lot this year and the training camp reports with him don't yeah. sound great. Yeah, like, scary. <laughs> that is not good for him. I hope he's okay because I really want the Bulls to come back strong next year and try to compete for home court. But 
it's all about the ego with Russ. <laughs> that is the problem with Russell Westbrook is that he thinks he's still the MVP. He is not the MVP. He had an amazing year in Washington last year. I think he just, I think we're seeing, remember what happened to Allen Iverson, right? Where yeah. he bounced around at the end of his career and like, everyone was like, okay, we've had this for one year. Now we don't want it anymore. Like he goes, so he's in Philadelphia. They trade him. They trade him to Denver. Right. And then he's in Denver for a year. They trade Denver trades him to Detroit. Detroit makes the conference or not Detroit. Denver makes the conference finals. Actually, they trade him for John C. Billups. He's pretty good in Detroit, not the old Allen Iverson. And then he goes to Memphis. He lasts in Memphis for three games and he's done. For all intents, or he plays for 25 more games in Philly. But that last year, his last season, he Allen Iverson averaged 14 points a game. The yeah. last year in Detroit, he averaged 17 points a game. And how old was Allen Iverson, you might ask? 33. How old is Russell Westbrook now? Russell Westbrook is 33. JD, I'm just saying, I think a lot of people have seen this fall off coming for a while. Yeah. And I think the tools are there if Russell could adjust his mindset. The, it, it's a fair question to ask, though, JD. Is is he going to adjust? He's 34. He's won an MVP. He might. Not, he just might not change his game at this point. He's like, screw you, I won an MVP. And you know what? That's completely fair. But I'm also completely fair to be like, you should have changed your game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can, I can understand. At the same time, we he wasn't in a situation that like other situations they they were actually meant for him to be complimented like even when it was Vic Sabonis, Steven Adams and Jeremy Grant on the floor it wasn't meant to compliment him but they was able to space the floor knowing that's what he, he was best at when he was with Houston yeah, he wasn't putting up 25 while they had Compeller. But they had to make more room for him and Harden to coexist. It wasn't just Westbrook. But after the after um, All-Star break with Washington, Westbrook came alive. They was able to play off of his strength. Bradley Beal was found regardless. They needed to play off Westbrook's strength. People forget Bradley Beal was averaging 30 whether or not Westbrook was playing good or not. Westbrook numbers stepped up when he got healthier. I think a big part of that was just due to the personnel around them. The Lakers had worse shooters than... I mean, Sabonis was better than half the shooters the Lakers had around Westbrook and LeBron actually. In his rookie season, Jeremy Grant is a better shooter then all of those people, Jeremy Grant is not known as somebody that we say he's a knockdown shooter. You know, like you can make these arguments that it was the people around him and the way he was used. They took the ball out of Westbrook's hands. So when he had it, Westbrook was, he was uncomfortable. He was rattled. I'm not saying none of your points are wrong because I do think he could phase out like AI did. But at the same time, I also believe that just because last season wasn't a good year for him, 
we can't take away that his trash is trash compared to what we know we can get from him. But if other people put up those numbers, we we probably praise him. That, that that's the only thing I'm saying. If if let me see. I'm, a, I'm trying to think of somebody I didn't you, see on the you, list. JD, you, yeah. you, JD, you've won me over. He gets a pity spot on the top 100. He is getting the 94th spot. If he plays well next year, he gets bumped up. You okay. have won me over. He, I'm gets Kyle, he gets Kyle Anderson's spot. I'm crying because kicking Kyle Anderson off, it's like kicking off of a family member. I love Kyle Anderson. It's like kicking off, you know, kicking off my brother. But so I slide in Russell Westbrook at 94 because you know what? You're right. You're right. But JD, here's the thing. Okay. If I, I really do think this is a make it or break it year for Russell Westbrook. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I think this year is going to be the year that defines because I don't think he's going to get he's not a good enough shooter like Mello was. To come back like Melo did. Yeah. If he can't redefine his game this year, then he's out of the league. And all this stuff, that's something topical we could talk about. That stuff with his agent, that was weird. <laughs> that stuff where his agent released a press release being like, I made him all this money. I, we made a super max together. You were traded three times in three years, buddy, and you're going to be traded for a fourth time in four. Like, I don't know. Everything about this Russell Westbrook situation is just weird. And I don't, again, pity spot. You won me over. <laughs> but damn, man. It's sad that it's come to this for us. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I literally feel exactly where you come from. It's just, it's some guys that they can't touch 19-7 and 7. And he shot 44%. That's better than what he shot in Washington. Weird, but (laughs) I mean, it's actually better than what he shot in Washington, and we know he was better in Washington. But it's it's just weird because, like, okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. If Mikael Bridges averaged 19.77. We would think Mikael Bridges is worth Andrew Wiggins' house, I spot, right? Probably, yeah. That's my case. But I guess the point is, it's like, if I'm going to punish a guy like Harden, you know what I mean? Harden was in my top 10 last year. And spoiler alert, he is not in my top 10 this year. I don't think he would have been anybody. He is not in my top... I'm not going to spoil it. He is. He fell very far down the rankings this year. If I'm going to punish Harden for having good stats, but falling off a cliff, it's not to the same extent, but Russ was in Russ was at 37 last year for me, JD. So it's not like I'm not keeping the same energy for other like superstars who are having also having good stats. You know what I mean? But not doing like Donovan Mitchell too, another guy. I had Donovan Mitchell, I think, at 20 last year. 
Donovan Mitchell took a good tumble down the ratings because I thought he played worse. So I'm not someone who's like, okay, you're a superstar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you're putting up the stats. I take the, the how I feel you're playing into the account, but I will grant, I did not want to make any changes to it after I started. I wanted to be a man of my word, but you are a persuasive debater, sir. <laughs> you are a persuasive debater. I'm making no more changes. No more. My my list is written in stone after this. Okay. So Herb Jones, can I explain why I have him at 100? Yeah. I thought he was an incredible defensive player. And it's, I think defense isn't as important as offense, but it should be. This range, this 76 to 100 range, this is where you see a lot of the defensive stoppers. A lot of the guys whose value is on the defensive end. And, or I would say more so like guys whose value is on one side of the ball. I think it's probably the better way to put it. And I think Herb Jones, I mean, a lot of people voted for Herb Jones for all defense this year. And I don't, I had Herb Jones on my all defense team and you said I wasn't crazy, JD. <laughs> yeah, I think the only problem with a lot of the awards, they are based off just regular season. Yes. But I, I thought think, Herb was amazing in the playoffs too, to be fair. I, I think he stepped up even more in the playoffs to the extent where I liked his defense in the playoffs in just that series more than what I've seen from Marcus Smart the entire playoffs. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> but I've seen Herb Jones, what he was able to do messing with Chris Paul and Devin Booker was better than anything I saw Marcus Smart do in any series he was in. Yeah. Yeah, and another guy who played better defense than Marcus Smart probably ever has is number 99, Lou Dort, JD, too high, too low, or just right? Uh, too high. Interesting. Why is he too high? He's not better than Tyler Hero. Okay, take the Tyler Hero equation out of it. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's just the fact of the matter. And Dort was in and out too much this year. I hated it, but... That's fair. That's fair, but JD, I feel like when he was, he's a really good defensive player. We saw him do it in the playoffs. Yeah. And another thing, if we make it take a Kyle Anderson out, we have to move him in somewhere because I take him over both of those guys. He's a multifaceted player. You take Kyle Anderson over Lou Dort and Herb Jones? Yeah. I mean, he's not. It's fast, but come on, slow-mo give you points, rebound, assists, and defense. It broke my heart, JD, <laughs> to mess with the list. I can't mess with it anymore. No, I'm not I'm not I'm not asking you to. I'm just saying like though we got we got hero and slow mo. I'm messing with it one more time. Actually, you'll see what I'm. Do- you'll see what I'm doing right now. I just, I just appreciate both of them over them. Okay, I'm messing. You'll see it. I think you'll appreciate it. I think it's the right choice. At number ninety-eight, JD, I have the hundred million-dollar man himself, Mister 
get the New York Knicks in trouble for tampering. That's right. Jalen Brunson, JD, too high, too low, or just right? Um, let me um, I gotta see your chest. I am not just, just right. Just man, Jalen Brunson. I was so unimpressed with him, and we talked about wait, wait, Ashley. I see your name. One name above him that I say absolutely not. I'm convinced with everybody else, though. I'm sold on everybody else. The one name I say not. Okay, highlight it so I know who you're talking about so we can save it for later. Highlight it on the um, Google Doc. But listen, I, you and I talked about it when we did the free agency pod, you know, that came out a couple weeks before this. It was not... Um, <laughs> you and I were both very unimpressed with Jalen Brunson. I think he was probably the player, the signing we ripped the most. Yeah, I hated that. And I, I think they deserved it. It was a bad signing. Um, and the Knicks, it's, he's the Knicks problem. He probably won't be on the top 100 next year, if I had to guess. So, I don't think he make the list next year. I, I'm not going to guess he will either. Um, at number 97, I have Clippers favorite Reggie Jackson. JD, too high, too low, or just right? Too low. Interesting. I really like Reggie Jackson. Mr. October. He... (laughs) 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 What have you... I know he didn't get a chance to do anything in the playoffs this year, JD, but I feel like he's the guy in the league now that is way better in the playoffs than in the regular season. Yeah, that's true. But there was a couple teams this year that they felt the wrath of Reggie, hence yeah. the Lakers. Um, oh, Re- Reggie was a good innings eater this year. This was probably the best he's been in the regular season since what? That year he was traded to Detroit? Yeah. Um, when he was a borderline all-star for Detroit, I, I'll take it back there. I mean, Reggie was the constant for the Clippers when uh, Paul George went out, you know? Like, even if it wasn't his scoring, Reggie had a couple nights where he was just damning everything. We know Reggie, it's not many nights he's going to have a bad night shooting from the three. He he became one of the knockdown three-point shooters for that team, especially when he, when he catch fire. Reggie, one of the, like I said, he one of those guys that I think his respect it's just that, you know, if he don't do anything, he's going to find a way to be productive. Like, when they went against Utah at the Terrence Mann game, if you look, only thing Reggie Jackson did was make sure everybody was in position 
for when the shot was about to go up. He learned to play that combo role to the extent where it allowed Paul George to play as free as he wanted. With or without Kawhi in the lineup. Because it's impossible to do if Kawhi and PG have a point guard that can't mesh with their game style. It went yeah. from Paul George averaging six, Kawhi averaging five, Reggie, that's four assists. Now, you, you're getting 15 assists from your one through the three. Why are they all giving you 15-plus points? You know, Kawhi and PG mm-hmm. was averaging 25 at the same time. Reggie was giving you about 17 points a night with those assists. I mean, that's what you look for in your third guy if it's going to be your point guard. If this is what your point guard is doing, and then when he go out, you know he can walk you into 20 points while making sure Marcus Morris getting his open shots. Platoon getting this. I think I think Reggie Jackson, uh, I think he could have been a little higher. A little higher, but I think this is the right range for him. I think that's the important thing for this. As long as we agree on, like, you know, listen, again, I'm, you convinced me on Westbrook. I'm not changing anything else. <laughs> but, I'm not asking you to. But as long as I can get you to talk yourself into the right, like, range for a guy, then I'm happy. Number 96, um, the man who was almost booted off the top 100, Kyle Anderson. I had Anthony Simons, but I was like, no, it's a little premature. Anthony Simons will be number 101 for now. That'll be fine. Um, Kyle Anderson, JD, too high, too low, or just right? Uh, about just right. I think wait, so, too. Wait, wait, It's one name above him I just disagree with. Okay, so one guy. So, let's we'll, we'll say just right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Outside of that, I say just right. For Reggie, it's about four names. Okay. Maybe so, five. But for four six. But for this guy, maybe seven actually. But this guy here, okay. I say for sure just one name. Just one name. Kyle Anderson to the, I don't know how much we talked about it. Kyle Anderson to the T Wolves. It was a great move until they traded for Gobert. Yeah, I mean, you, they weren't going to win you over with that. Um, <laughs> number 95, I have Dorian Finney-Smith, which I know you don't like. So we're all we're going to just assume that's too high from you. Absolutely. Not top 100. Why? Why? What does he do? Plays good defense and makes threes. I mean, not, not, not good defense. And he's overrated three-point shooter. <laughs> he's not that good. I disagree. He's a, solid, he's a solid guy. He's not that good. I think he's really good. Okay, so he better than you telling me. I read if I was building you a telling team, telling me he's better than Tyler Hero. If I was listen, okay. You can find five people that could do what Dorian Finney Smith Dorian Finney Smith do, but better. 
I mean, can I? Playing good perimeter defense, shooting 39% from three, being 6'7", 220, you know, <laughs> as much as I hate to say it, you know, your body's your body type does matter. Six, hey, seven wings. Hey, listen here. I like PJ Tucker more than Phoenix. Okay, but PJ Tucker's also like older than Sin at this point. PJ Tucker's I'm almost as saying. old as my parents. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay, give me um the same. I I'm just saying that's one person that do the same thing. Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges is in is very much higher on my list because yeah. Mikael Bridges does a lot of stuff because he's better. Cam, because he's a bit yeah. Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, you you can see where he is on this list. So why are you comparing? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm naming five people that do the same thing but better. Um, give me Jay Crowder. Jay, Jay uh, Finney Smith is a better shooter. Jay Crowder affect the game more. I'll take the guy who can actually make threes. I'll take the guy whose threes help get to the finals. Hey, uh, <laughs> who's team four. one? <laughs> oh, what you mean? Last year, I was gonna say who's team one between yeah. the Suns and the Mavericks. I mean, that's because the whole Phoenix up. Dorian Finney Smith wasn't no factor. How dare you? That's not what Dorian Finney Smith's mom is telling him. Uh, she, she, hey, look, nobody go tell their baby that they can't really play. Um, let me see. Also, I don't, I will say, I think he's more than just like, I said he, all he does is shoot threes. I, I, and I like his offensive rebounding offensive more than rebounding. I like anything else that he do. Well, he's like, he's I'm, an overrated defender. He's not clapping nothing. You could say, I'll, I'll give you overrated defender, but movement on offense. I think that's another thing, right? I think that kind of, so when you say Jay Crowder's offensive game, what you're saying is his passing in essence, because, and I think those it's two 10 things, times better. It's, he's a 10 times better. I've never seen Dorian Finney Smith pass the ball outside of an inbound. But where I'm not saying like he's a passer. I'm saying as an off ball mover, like as a cutter, right? As like, okay. Uh, off-ball cutting. I think those things kind of equal out, and especially on a team with a guy like Luca, right, who's going to pass the ball 95% of the time. On a team like the Suns or on a team like the Heat, where they don't have a point guard, a guy like Jay Crowder is like absolutely necessary. Jay Crowder is, I'm not saying he's unnecessary on the Mavs, because he'd be great on the Mavs. He was but, on the Mavs before. He was. But, I don't think he but, but he, he definitely didn't play with Luca. No, nah, he got much better when he left the Mavs. <laughs> But that's because he's not a Rick Carl. There's no way Jay Crowder's a Rick Carlisle player. He doesn't want to. <laughs> There's absolutely no way. Listen, I don't disagree with you. I just really like Finney Smith's game. I like Roko. I'll take Roko over Dory Finney Smith. I think Roko at this point. Hey. I can't take someone who's going to be a backup at this hey. point. What? Cam Johnson, the backup. Cam Johnson's, I would have to imagine, is going to be starting by the end of next year. I'm just saying, you said you can't. Cam but, Johnson, and I, I you, mentioned him. Okay, earlier, you know what? That's, you, you said Cam Johnson. That's that is completely fair by you. I did just completely contradict myself. But Robert Covington is also going to be in more of a backup role. 
than Cam Johnson is. Cam Johnson is <laughs> Cam Johnson's basically a star, like he's in a six man role. Robert Covington okay. not gonna Robert Covington's gonna be playing what twenty minutes? Maybe. I like what Platoon do better than I like Dorian Finney Smith. That's fair. But <laughs> I just like Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah, you do. I'm just saying, it's a lot of guys I could think of that do the same thing, but add more. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. 94, I have Russell Westbrook. We don't need to talk anymore about him. 93, I have the controversial Dylan Brooks. Too high, too low, or just right? He's not better than Reggie Jackson. Okay. Or Westbrook, but I'll give you them. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm not asking you to change I'm just saying, I like Dylan Brooks. I think he's better than everybody else you put up there because of his intangibles. But I'm going to start asking you another question. I like this, Reggie and Russ better than him. But outside gonna, of that, he's fat. Is this a good range for him? Like, is this, if you were going to be 90, ranking... 90 to 100, yeah. Okay. I'm going to start asking that for all the guys because I think that might be a better question. Because I think Dylan Brooks is... He had a horrendous playoffs shooting the basketball. I don't think either of us could deny that. But I still think Dylan Brooks is probably what? One of the best defensive players in the league? Yeah. Is, that con- is that a controversial statement? No. And I think he's... I'm willing to put him. I think I had him at 80 last year. I'm willing to put him in the top 80 again if he bounces back on the other side of the basketball. I think he's really good. <laughs> some nights he can score, and then it's some nights it's like, geez, he shouldn't be shooting. Yeah, exactly. So at 92, I have Al Horford. Is this the right range for him? Yeah, I'm going to argue with Big Al. Is it too high, too low, or just right? Hmm. Too low because of the name before. What the next three names before? Interesting. Yeah. Al Horford, you know, JD, I thought I watched him. I'm like, this guy's a top 100 player. Yeah, um, easily. <laughs> in the playoffs, the way he guarded Giannis. You know, I think there's a guy we both should have brought up that maybe was better than Finney Smith. I'm not going to replace it because I'm not changing the list now. Maybe Grant Williams should have been in that spot. I'm not changing it, but... Maybe see, I thought of Grant Williams, but it was too debatable because I I would have had way too many Celtics on the list. I think Grant Williams, although he played tough, Grant Williams has some very soft moments at times. That's true. It's very true. But at least Dorian Finney Smith, him and Royce O'Neal are two guys I call. They'll fake it. They'll know that you're killing them. But they go still play tough. Like they will, they will still act like they're tough, even though they ain't affecting the game at all. That's interesting. Like That's Grant int- Williams, Grant Williams, when he can't affect the game, he just screamed the whole time. Back door, back door. Scream now, scream. Like that. Like don't get me wrong, it's value in that. But if he if he's not talking. And his game not doing nothing. It's like I, right, we you can you can scream from the bench, my guy. That's interesting. Like with, yeah. with Finney Smith and um, Race O'Neal, you can be putting thirty on their head. They they ain't got to make no shots. They will still at least 
commit tough fouls or like you know they are they 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 do little stuff to still try to make an imprint on the game. Grant Williams, you can screen from the bench if you're not going to be productive on the. Floor. Well, Dylan Brooks, you don't got to do anything. He'll just commit fouls. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> his his intensity alone is just like, hey, bring him in. That was a good joke, JD. You got to give that one to me. Hey, up forty, down forty. Dylan Brooks gonna commit a stupid foul, and no matter what, I'm I'm all for it. I'm taking uh, Al Horford just. An amazing job on Giannis. He had a couple games in the finals where he was the best player on the court, which is an indictment on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown came out looking a lot better in those finals than Tatum did, in my opinion. And that reflected in these rankings. Quick question. Uh, yes. Did you see what Draymond Green said about um, when they went against Boston? I did not. What did he say? Something that me and you talked about the entire time. Remember I said force Boston left? Yeah. Draymond Green and J.J. Reddy did a podcast. And he said he realized they kept going right and you can't stop them going right. So he started shading everybody to their left. And that's when they started dribbling the ball off off their shoes and losing the ball. And they said, oh, we got them. I think you and I both realized that. <laughs> and I found it funny because I think Al Horford might have been the only one comfortable dribbling left because Al Horford did a lot of dribble handoffs the entire mm-hmm. time. Outside of that, everybody else looked rattled. Yeah, but also Al Horford, you know, has experience being the number one on a – you know, and co- it's in college, but on the championship team, you know, he's been the number one on a team that's made a few conference finals, you know, just some other like number one experience. But I think that I think you're totally right there in what you just said. Um, number 91, I have Brandon Clark. Is this the right range for Brandon Clark? Yeah, not better than Al or uh, Reggie or Russ or Tyler Hero, but yeah. So he's too high. I got it. But you you would say he is the top 100 player. Yeah, I love what he do. Like love- his, his rebounding the way he knows how to. He's one of those guys that just know where to be on the floor. I'm convinced he's the reason they traded for Rudy Gobert. He killed Possibly them. Possibly he dominated. <laughs> he destroyed them. And I it's we didn't really talk about it much because of course, we're going to forget about Brandon Clark, right? Like, if Dylan was here, he wouldn't have forgotten about Brandon Clark. <laughs> I don't think there's a player he likes more than Brandon Clark. Do you remember what he did in that series, JD? Oh, yeah. I remember a lot of times I was trying to figure out why Minnesota, because Minnesota was so, they went gung-ho on trying to stop Ja. And at some point, I would have put Jared Vanderbilt on um, – on Brandon Clark. He matches up body-wise, length-wise. He might, he's probably actually longer length-wise. And I think it would have caused a little bit of trouble and then put Cat on Carl, uh, Kyle Anderson. Clark in that Minnesota series, 17 points a game, nine rebounds. Out of 
54 rebounds he grabbed <laughs> in six games, and I'm assuming all of those games were off the bench. Yeah, he didn't start no game. <laughs> well, he yes, grabbed- he did. Yes, he did. He started the last two. That's That sounds right. But still, 23 out of 54. Almost half of those rebounds were offensive. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's just a ridiculous. And then in the Warriors series, he wasn't as impactful, but still killed the offensive glass. I don't know. He is, I think he's a 16 game player. That's why I had him in the top 100. And yeah, maybe I had him a little too high. Still, I'm, I feel confident about having him in the top 100. Number 90, I have Franz Wagner. Rookie from the Orlando Magic. I have a lot of rookies in this top 100, if you can't tell. I like Wagner a whole lot. I have nothing to say about him. I think if you watch one game of theirs, you could understand why. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, J.D. Everyone was talking about what a terrible pick it was for the Magic, right? Like, oh, this kid this kid sucked. He didn't do anything at Michigan. This kid was running fucking pick and rolls. <laughs> and, yeah. like, it's hard for a rookie wing to come in and run pick and rolls. And I'm JD, I'm excited about the magic next year. I'm excited. They got a lot of talent. I'm excited to see what they do with Palo. I'm excited to see what they do with Jalen Suggs, who, you know, I wanted to include Jalen Suggs on this list, but sadly I can't delude myself that much. Um, Wagner is a great shooter for a rookie. Wagner. I mean, this he had some games versus the Bulls where I was like, geez, where revenge games. Revenge like, games. He he had some games versus us. Oh, by the way, Patrick Williams, I am locking in it. He is going to make the top 100 next year, and I would be he is probably gonna be closer to 75 than 100. I'm just gonna say it. I wanted to have him on there this year, but didn't play enough. Yeah. Uh but I think Patrick Williams, he's due for a leap. And I, I'm glad you didn't disagree with me there. Buddy Heald, JD, is the, is this the right range for Buddy Heald? Nope. Should be lower. He should be lower? 90, 90 to 100. He's not better than Reggie Jackson or Ross Westbrook. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I just really value. I JD, you know this about me. I have a weakness for guys who get shots off of movement. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I also think Buddy Heald is a better ball handler than the Joe Harris types, than the Doug, who also coincidentally were not on the list this year. Duncan Robinson gone, Joe Harris gone. Um, all those guys, Joe Ingles gone. It's Duncan Robinson, or Buddy Heald to me can actually dribble the basketball, right? And that to me is the difference between him and the other guys. So I, I feel like JD, you put him on a playoff team and we didn't get to see him on a playoff team because he was on the fucking Kings (laughs) and they jerked his role around so much. And I want to see the Pacers trade him to a good team. I honestly hope the, the Lakers trade for him because I want to see him with LeBron. I think that would be a good fit. No, I want the Lakers to stay currently as constructed. That is fair. You know what? I can't say I blame you. I want good things for Buddy Heald, but do you do you see where I'm coming from with Buddy Heald at the very least? Yeah, yeah. I agree. It just I like I like the 
couple guys who does a little bit more than just what he sure. does. That's like, fair. I, right, I'm right, just biased. So. I'm just biased towards guys like that who can shoot off the move and who can do stuff off the bounce. I I can't help it. It's just a bias that I have. 88, I have Cam Johnson. I mean, how do you like this range for Cam Johnson? Can't complain. I like it. I think if it's... Uh... I think I think it fits where he is now. I think there's always times where he could do a little more, but he's not in a situation where he could just get up and do that, so it's fine. And Cam Johnson last year shot 42% from three on six attempts a game. And he should have been in the uh, three-point shootout. That's the yeah, only thing ridiculous. I'm upset about. That was ridiculous, but he's a good defender. He makes threes. I mean, really... You know, everything I was saying about Finney Smith, but better. And plus, he's got like crazy hops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I love Cam Johnson. So uh, I'm not saying nothing more outside of I love Cam Johnson. So, so we'll just leave it at that. So we're on good terms. A guy, I feel like you might like this spot for him, but I'm not sure. 87, I still have Marcus Morris. I can't quit this guy. Um, JD, how do you like this range for Marcus Morris? I think it's fine. That's good. I, I was I was stuck in me trying to see who I want higher between him and uh, Reggie. And it, it's a little tough because Mook's still walking into 15 to 18 points just as Reggie can do. He is solid rebounder, solid passer, solid defender still. I mean... Yeah, I think him and Reggie not too far from each other um, overall to me. Can so, I tell you why I had Morris over Jackson? Yeah. Make sh- well, you don't have to tell me. Tell Caleb. Caleb hates him. Yes, Caleb does hate Marcus Morris with the passion of a thousand sons. He hates the Morris twins. I think, I really believe the Morris twins did something to Pacers fans. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Maybe like they didn't give him an autograph or something, but I don't know a Pacers fan that has any respect for the Morris Twins. I think there's a lot of people that hate the Morris Twins for the, the reasons you might expect. I'm not going to elaborate. Them. I'm not going to elaborate because... I love both of them. Here's, here's my thing with Marcus Morris. He's a good shooter. I wouldn't say great. He's a good shooter. It's the defensive versatility. You can stick him at the five. He can play small ball five. I think in terms of small ball five, he's one of the best in the league, in my opinion. I think we saw he unlocked that small ball lineup. Like he wasn't. Aiton, JD, you would agree. Aiton did a lot better of a job exploiting the mismatches in the post in the 2021 playoffs than he did in 2022. Yeah, like why did he play like that versus the Clippers? Well, he did because he was more aggressive, but I still think Morris did a good job holding his own. Yeah, Morris still got his numbers. Well, Morris got his numbers on the offensive side, and Morris was, you know, doing a good job guarding him in the post. That's all you can ask for from your small ball five. Yeah. So that's person like I, I love Reggie's shot making. I think he's a good playmaker. I think Reggie Jackson is diet D'Angelo Russell, which is what the <laughs> Clippers need. But. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. 
but because I, I think D'Angelo Russell is better than the average fan does, probably. Yeah, but you know, I, love I do, too. I have D'Angelo Russell probably a lot higher than some other um, people doing top 100s would have him. So I got Marcus Morris at, what did I, was that 87? So it was 87. Yeah, and I mean, even last year, injury-riddled year, but 15 points a game. <laughs> and in the playoffs every year, like always just chips in. And that's the other thing, right? Last Marcus Morris point. I love guys that aren't afraid to shoot the damn basketball. Oh no. One thing you don't gotta worry about. (laughs) Yeah, one thing you you don't gotta worry about with Marcus Morris. He is not afraid of shooting that damn basketball. He is not going to cower away from any moment. And I love that about him. Number 86, I have the man, the myth, the legend in the oversized pink sweater. Kyle Kuzma. JD, how are you liking this range for Kyle Kuzma? Honestly, I think you could make the argument Kuz might be better than the guy ahead of him. You could. I wouldn't hate it. Honestly, I like him better than one more person that you got on this list. Kuz not a good defender, but one thing for sure, 18 and 9, playing behind Bradley Beal and Przingis, very respectable. I like, I, 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 I ain't going to lie. I think Cal Kuzma was the missing link on the Lakers. Oh, I 100% agree. They should not have traded him. Like, Although they couldn't define the perfect role for him and all of that, he fit well, but you needed him to. So, even though he's not a great defender, Kyle Kuzma is a competitor. He's going to try. He might not succeed at, like, being great at it, but he's going to try. You're saying not a great defender, but he's he gets the job done, right? And he, he's good enough. He's he's a average enough defender. Well, he, and here's the thing, right? When you're 6'9", 220, you don't need to be Scottie Pippen. No. To he's a be, better de- defender than Bogdanovich for Utah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I would have Bogdanovich just because he's been consistent for a, like, for a longer time. Just to give an example, right? I, I get it. I'm just saying, like, yeah. for me, well, oh, he's, I, putting up, he's putting up about the same amount of points as Bogdanovich, probably higher. Oh, so, trust, JD, I would, if Kuzma does this again next year, and I'm guessing he will, Kuzma will probably be in the top 75 next year. I just, you know, I tend to like lean towards guys who have been doing it for longer, which is why I still have <laughs> a guy like, you know, as much as it, it probably pains you for me to say it. I still have a guy like Tobias Harris, you know, not in oh, this section hell. of the top 100. Give me Kuzma over Tobias. But I, Tobias has been, you know, a 20 point a game scorer for however long. Kuzma's only done it for one year. So you give him two years, he's going to jump Tobias. You see what I'm saying? You but see what this, I'm saying? But see, this is my only thing with Tobias. Them 20 points always good regular season. We saw him consistently fall off playoff. Without, and Tobias don't get hurt. 
Tobias plays every playoffs. He don't. Well, get let's hurt. not let's not talk about Kuzma during that playoff run, JD. Let's not no, talk no, about. No, 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 no. We don't have to. But I'm just saying. Tobias walking into twenty points regular season. At least he listen. has a history of falling off in the playoffs. At least Tyler Hero got hurt. I at least, but I would take a twenty point a game guy in the regular season because at least they'll get you to the playoffs, right? That's at least part of my logic. But we Tyler I guess Hero we, had twenty one a night. <laughs> we'll debate that. Shoot, I guess we won't debate that because it's your as we're recording this a week before your birthday. It's your birthday when we're going to record it with Caleb. So I guess we should debate this now. So here's here's my thing. Okay, Tobias, the last. Okay, Tobias Harris, since he got to Orlando. Okay, granted, small sample size when he got to Orlando and and the um, JJ Redick trade. Mm -hmm. 17 points. Um, 14 points, 17, 14, um, 13, and then gets traded to Detroit 16, 16. The year he gets traded, he averages 16 or 19 for the whole year, 20, um, 19, the year he gets the year he's traded from, uh, God, he was traded a lot. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to read his basketball reference page. Point being, he's averaged basically, you know, since he's been a full-time starter, he's been averaging a good amount of points. And I don't like, it's, you have to understand. I just usually tend to be more conservative towards the guys who have only done it for one year. Right. There's a reason why I have Tyrese Maxey so low because, yes, Tyrese Maxey probably is a better basketball player than Tobias Harris. But Tobias Harris has been doing it for longer. So I can't just be like, OK, oh, here, Tyrese, because what if Tyrese Maxey falls off next year? You know, that's a very distinct possibility. At least Tobias has been doing it for however many years now. You know what I mean? I, I give it to you. I give it to you. I'm just saying. I understand, understand, every playoff. I understand. I understand your logic for sure, but at least Tobias is good in some parts of the season. You know, it's not like he's trash. <laughs> it's not like he's trash every. Um, it's not like he's trash every regular season too. He's just not good in the playoffs. No, and at least, at least he goes out. At least he goes out. Me off about the playoffs. At least he goes out shooting. You know. Not versus Atlanta. <laughs> well, he did go out shooting. That was the problem. Um, Trash. At 85, I have a player on that Atlanta Hawks team, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Is this the range where you would have him at? I'm going to guess no. Um, In the area. Okay, so you're not Caleb Blaine. In, That's good. In the area, because I think, although I hate he's not consistent enough, He'll go on a run of a little stretch for maybe a month where he averaged 18, 19, shooting so well, then putting up four, five assists, which is allowing Trey to actually sit down for more than six minutes a night. And then and he's he not a terrible rebound. He'll give you like four rebounds. Defensively, I don't want to see him anywhere near the court, but – on that's gonna be better now that they have Dejounte. Yeah, 
on the offensive end, very respectable. So I can't I can't go against him for that. This is why I value him. And this is the conversation I try to have with Caleb. And I thank God he's not on this one because I can't have this debate with him for the 75,000th time. Bogdan Bogdanovich can dribble. <laughs> he can run a pick and roll. How many guys can do that in a playoff game? It's not a whole lot. And he a big reason Atlanta was able to take yeah. a game from Milwaukee when Trey Young went down. Well, Young has played. Listen, JD, all I'm saying is that remember everyone was like, oh, Atlanta is such and such after Nate McMillan was hired. Or after Nate McMillan took over for Lloyd Pierce. Mm-hmm. You know what happened on that same day? Bogdanovich was cleared from injury. I mean, come on now. They, it's not a coincidence. Bogdanovich, yeah, he's probably not good enough to be your second best player, but if he's your third best ball handler, then I'm really excited about where I am as a team. And I'm really excited about where Atlanta's going to be next. I, do I think they're a, probably a home court team in the East? No. But I think they could try to avoid the play-in. I think Bogdanovich is good enough to help get them across that finish line. So I give you that. 84. I have another Alex Burr favorite, Norm Powell. JD, is this the range where you would have Norm Powell in? Yeah, but I say he's too low. Too low. Interesting. Would you have him closer to 75, I'm guessing? I, not that high, but he's... I have him higher than a lot of the names ahead of him right now. Interesting. He did have a a little bit of a down year, I'll say. And a lot of that was injury. I, I won't I won't say down. Yeah, he was hurt, but he averaged over twenty points. He averaged, I believe, nineteen for Portland and twenty two for the Clippers. Well, twenty two in five games. So Yeah, but I mean that's a sample size. He broke his foot, which isn't like, you know, tearing your ACL. No, but that's enough for a handful of games. It's it's unfortunate. I think I'll put him back where he was next year, probably. Last year, I think I had him at like 75, if I remember correctly. I like Norm Powell. I think he's a great fit on this Clippers team. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> They're going to... Caleb, I think, roasted us for saying for being so high on the Clippers, but man, that's bro, bad. They might, I man, he he, he just wants Denver to be better. Listen, you know, I kind of want Denver to be better too, but I can't face the, I can't help but face the reality. I know who am I kidding? I'm all I know this Clippers train. Who am I? What am I talking about? My Clippers agenda needs to thrive. Um, I, no, no, no. I don't need you saying your Clippers. Just say the Clippers. My Clippers agenda. Oh, okay, okay, your agenda. Because when you say my, yo, things tend to not go well. My agenda. I don't care about, it's not my team, it's my agenda. All right. Um, Seth Curry is my 83rd ranked player. Too high. Norm Powell better. I see, okay. I thought Seth Curry was really good in Philadelphia this year. Very good. I thought he was really good. Like, now maybe that was just him playing next to Joel Embiid, right? Uh-huh. But, 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 <laughs> I just couldn't help but like, oh my gosh, this guy is finally 
And it's not as many points as I think his points per game went down as the season went along. But, you know, Philly didn't want to include him in that Harden trade. I don't know why they did. Because they didn't want to trade because Brooklyn didn't want Ben Simmons. So they're like, give us Seth Curry. And now the Nets are stuck with Seth Curry. And Seth Curry doesn't probably want to be in Brooklyn. (laughs) And he played great once he got to Brooklyn, too. I mean, shot 47% from three. (laughs) This is the thing. This man doesn't miss from three. He's His mid-range game got so much better. If you had two... Listen, there's two and only two complaints I think you can levy against Seth Curry. He doesn't go to the rim. And his defense is terrible. Both of those things I'll listen to you on. Everything else, I think Seth Curry's a great bet. Like, not great. I think he's a really good role player. He can only defend one player. And that's his brother. That's the only time I ever saw him as an above-average defender. But that shows enough toughness for me. Because his brother, the hardest player to guard in the NBA, most nights. So... That is good enough for me to put him above a lot of these people. I mean, so is this uh, just real quick? Is this the okay range for? Yeah, but he's not better than Reggie Jackson. Okay, I disagree, but we'll we'll move on. Swaggy Pool, I have eighty-two. Jordan Pool, is this the right range for Jordan Pool? Yes, and I could wait for us to get to Jordan Pool for just this one thing. Him and Tyler Hero do the same thing. Now I mean, you gotta yeah, you gotta convince me that's who, not true. Who's got a ring? <laughs> Who has Stephen Curry? Tyler Hero. You're not wrong. Tyler Hero had better numbers before I watched, I just, before Jordan Poole went to the bench. I just watched. No, I just watched. Here's the difference. I just watched Jordan Poole do some special stuff this playoffs that even when Tyler Hero was healthy, I did not see him do. Like straight up, like earlier in the playoffs, right? Like especially so against. I'm not even gonna count the Denver series because Denver's guards were un, guard room was unserious. Okay, <laughs> so we'll just take them out of the equation. Against, I thought Jordan Poole was really good against Memphis, right? Yeah, yeah, I love them versus Memphis. Um, against Dallas, he shot 63 percent from the field, 40 percent from yeah, three. He torched, he torched Dallas, and against Boston. He wasn't as a, like, he didn't play as much. He played in minimal minutes, but he maximized those. Yes. And it was, I thought it was beautiful from the coaching staff. Like they played him in like three minute bursts and he just was like getting the ball every single time. And they were putting the Celtics away at the end of quarters. I thought it was beautiful basketball. And I suggest it's the difference to me between hero and pool is that pool. I just, it's the archetype of the player. Right. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's just that guard that's real slithery. I feel like Poole is slitherier, uh, more slithery. <laughs> that's probably the better way to phrase it. I give you that. I, I, I won't argue that. So that's that's my rationale there. I just, again, and also it's just a ra- irrational dislike. I just don't like Tyler Hero. No, I'm kidding about that. But I, I do think he's overrated for real. Um, 81, I have Tyrese Maxey. How are we feeling? Is this the right range for Tyrese Maxey? Yeah, I don't think he's better than North Powell, but yeah. I see. I really like what Maxey did. I'm really. I love what Maxey did, but I'm I just really, can't put him above 
like, I ain't gonna lie, 20, 20, 20 points tonight in the NBA is just so hard to do. And then North Powell, a better defender. So, I, I mean, give, Ma- give Maxi the uh, passing. Maxi, sure. Maxi against Miami, 20 points a game. Yeah. Maxi did was- his thing. Don't, don't, let's not, let's not undermine that. Maxi. It was the second let's best be, player for let's, them. Well, let's be real, JD. Harden was worthless in that series, and Embiid because he had of the, one game. Embiid was worthless because of the injury, not because of anything he did wrong. Yeah, right. Embiid played well. But Embiid was, played well, just it wasn't yeah. like he wasn't he wasn't one hundred percent. So exactly. your two best your two best one hundred percent players in that series were Maxi and Harris, and Maxi so, stepped up to the plate. And so in other words. Outside of MB, Matthew was their best player. That's yes, that is what I'm saying. All right, and I won't disagree with that. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that he don't deserve to be in this area. I'm just saying I think you think Norm Powell's better is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean we go based off what the last three, four years. Norm has been consistent. He has been, that's for sure. But I just man, he's been in that twenty point range. What Maxi did was special, though. I I do think, but, he, especially against Miami. But, especially but earlier, you said you would take the person that's been doing it low. <laughs> You're gonna find some contradictions in this. It's a, it's gonna happen. But I also take into account like what Maxi did against Miami. Miami is. Let's just go through some. Okay, so Norm against Boston was pretty hit or miss, right? I think we would agree there. In okay. 2020, let's just go. Let's pull his. I'm gonna pull his basketball reference page back up. So, Maxi was really good against. He was really good against Atlanta last year. Like, <laughs> Maxi has been pretty good this whole playoff career. Norm Powell. So let's just ignore the finals year because he wasn't a super duper big time player that year. Against this, against the Celtics. 25 minutes a game, 11 points a game. Not a huge player, right? Against the Nuggets last year, 36 minutes a game, 17 points. But he didn't really force the issue, right? Now, granted, that was a weird that was a weird series. <laughs> very weird series. Um, one you very loudly criticized Damian Lillard for about a couple of weeks before this podcast was released. Because mm-hmm. remember, JD, we're holding this one. So you very, I just, it's weird because Maxi forced the issue, right? And I know Powell wasn't, a, it wasn't in a position to, I feel like Maxi is going to be in the top 75 next year. I, Powell and Maxi will probably both be in the top 75, but Maxi will probably be closer to 50. If that makes sense. Okay. Would you say that's unfair? No, I'm not. I'm not against your reasoning and none be handed. I'm just there. You're you're just pointing out my contradictions. It's good. I need someone here to. <laughs> this is just why I like you accountable. This is why I like doing it this way, though. Someone needs to balance out my bullshit. <laughs> Number eighty. I have the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Stapps for Zingus. JD, is this an okay range for? 
Chris Dapps Porzingis. Yeah, but a little too low considering who went front. I mean, listen, man, this was probably the hardest one to do. Because <laughs> he averaged over 22. So. It's like, is he going to stay healthy? I mean, he was, he was a walk at 20 and 8. Yeah, I prefer him to be closer to 22 and 10. But, I mean, coming back from the injuries, 22 and 8, that's not that bad. I mean, he doesn't – here's the here's the things. He doesn't move as well on defense as he used to. In Dallas, he did not – he could not make a three worth a lick. In Washington, it went back up, but that's only, what, a 17-game sample? Yeah. Um, He's not the unicorn anymore. He hasn't been the unicorn since he was in New York. (laughs) And that guy's probably gone at this point, which is fine. You know, you age, you get older. I mean, he still got time. I ain't going to say probably gone. He just ain't been in the, the right situation or a stable place. Washington is going to be one of the weirdest teams. <laughs> I have they have no idea. been the last four years. Yes, but I think they're going to be even weirder this year, if that's even possible. I just I don't know what to expect from them. Um, free Daniel Gafford. That's all I got to say. Number seventy nine. I have Hawks legend, Rockets legend, Clint Capella. JD, is this an okay range for Clint Capella? Decent. Give me Porzingis over. I'll take I'll take Capella personally. I did not want to have Capella that low. I just felt really unimpressed from his last year. Like I don't I don't know. I mean, so he usually a walking double double. He I mean he had get, eleven and twelve this year, so he was still a walking double double. Yeah, but it took for the second half of the season for it to start. And compared to twenty twenty one, he was a. Uh, 15 and 14. And you could like, you could tell the difference. I think we would both agree. The difference in, he was a top 50 player in 2021. I think a lot of it was the injury, but still. I definitely agree. Um, Number 78. I have your guy, Nikola Vucevic. Best player. Well, I, I don't agree because I have him at 78 and we have two more guys left to go, so I have two guys ahead of him, but is this an okay range for Vooch or do you not like it? Nope, I hate it. I think him and Porzink is the best to all. It's a fair reaction from you. I just, man, I'm so low on Vooch after the last year. Really, the I whole- mean, he had a good year with Chicago. 17 and 11? I know you just you gave up so much for him, you know, and it's like you needed him. I think he the problem better than everything we gave up. The problem, well, Wendell was really good last year. I know he I didn't have it better than. Ooh. Well, Franz was Franz Wagner was also. He was the pick that was from. Way better than Vooch. He was not better than Vooch, but I'm guessing he will be better than Vooch. I mean, look Dude. at what Vooch means to our team, though. He was our only center. Yes, and I think that was the problem. And I think Andre Drummond. I, yeah, he had come in and offset the problems that we had because Vooch I, wasn't able to really rest and 
we had put too much on them. But now boots get to just be booch. I think the problem was, JD, is that you either have to have a great backup behind Vooch or you have to have forward depth around him and the Bulls had neither. So maybe yes. I'm just bugging here. And I'm full, like, I was bugging on DeMar DeRozan last year. I corrected that. And he, his spot in the top 100 this year reflects that, right? I'm willing to admit when I was wrong. I think you know this about me. I pride myself as a man of faith, as there's a drive into deep left field by Castellanos. I don't know if I'll ever put on this headset again. But in all seriousness, um, I might be wrong about Vooch. I hope I am, because he's a good player. But... I don't know. He needs to start making his threes. He stopped making his threes last year. That's the biggest thing. If he doesn't make his threes, then the Bulls, the Bulls spacing is already shaky, especially if Lonzo has injury issues for whatever reason, then it's a problem. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm hoping I'm wrong because for the Bulls fan's sake, because I like Vooch and I like the Bulls. I just want, you know, Again, I just want to be proven wrong. Number 77, I have the most electric rookie in the league, Jalen Green. JD, is this a fair range for Jalen Green? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's still got a lot uh, more to prove and more to go. Not better than Mooch, not better than Porzingis. But I'll take it. I mean, Jalen Green is probably the most electric player in the league, I would say. I think he's got, he reminds me a lot of Zach Levine in a good way. Oops. Like not like young Zach Levine and like, you know, young Zach Levine had a lot of interesting habits, but I think he reminds me of Zach Levine in an interesting way. Number 76, JD, last one. I have Aaron Gordon. How do you like this range for Aaron Gordon? Terrible. Too high or too low? Much too high. Aaron Gordon is not that good. I do not believe Aaron Gordon is that good. I think solid he's a- uh solid defenders, not great. Um not the score that he used to be. I yeah, mean, not a career high. Never mind. I was gonna say average a career high in points last year. Fifteen points a game last year, JD. Yeah, and this is without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. We need him to be on the 18-19 range. You're the second best player, right? I mean, listen, he's not a scorer, but he does everything else like really well. And I think once they get their scorers back, he'll be like the fourth or fifth option and it'll be gravy for him and he'll get to do like, he's a great cutter. He's a great defender. The shooting could use a little bit of work, but even then last year he shot 34% from three, which is about all you need from him. So I I don't know, JD, I think I understand why you think I had him too high, but I personally, I'm, I'm sticking with it, you know, unlike Russell Westbrook. So 
And I want to thank everyone so much for listening to that. On um, The episode did kind of end abruptly there. JD's computer did die. This episode was recorded a while ago, but I do remember that happening. Um, <laughs> it was a wild episode. I had a lot of fun recording this one. Make sure you check it out. The Top 100 is always a fun time of year, and I have a lot of back catalog. Apologies for the dogs. There's someone outside pulling up in the driveway. Um, but make sure you listen. Top More Top 100s are coming out soon. We got more back episodes with Dylan, and I got a, the NBA Mount Rushmore with Zach Griffith. So you aren't going to want to miss those folks. So make sure you stay tuned. Thanks so much for listening. Oh,